Hi, we're the Sherpa sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna, and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created myenglishmatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write, and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes, and live workshops. The My English Matters podcast is an extension of all that we do. It's a place for us to connect with you on a whole new level. You can learn with us while you're on your commute to work, washing the dishes, or picking your kids up from school. So let's get started, shall we? This episode is an audio replay of one of our live sessions on the My English Matters Facebook page. Because it was live and on video, you may hear us make reference to slides, notes, or viewer comments. Hello there, hi, assalamualaikum. This is Amna here from My English Matters, and I'm back for our weekly Facebook lives on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Yes, it's Tuesday at 10 a.m. if you're watching me live. Say hello to me if you are watching. It gets lonely on this side. Um, if you don't want to say hello, then you can share this video, like this video, or you can even give me a heart. I can see it. So today I'm going to talk about six things to avoid doing when you speak English. Hi, Aisha. I can see you. Finally, I can see you. Uh, so I'm going to talk about six things to avoid doing when you speak English. Now, this session is not about judging you. It's not about saying that, you know, you are really bad at English. So, you know, I'm just going to judge you all day about what you do when you speak English. But it's about knowing the things that you may be doing on a regular basis when you speak English and avoiding it so that you become a better speaker. Hi, Marnida. Hello, Hafizul, uh, Farida. Great to see you, Natasha, Diba. Thanks for saying hi to me. It's great to see you this morning. Right. So I'm going to talk about six things to avoid doing when you speak English. Now, maybe these are some things that you already do when you speak English, or maybe you notice other people doing it, or maybe you don't even know that you're doing these things. So I'm going to share with you things to avoid as well as recognizing whether you are doing these things and what you can do to prevent doing those things when you speak English. Okay, so the first one is number one, apologizing for your bad English. Bad, I put quotation marks there. Now, when we teach our students, when we do our live workshops, sometimes we get students, you know, before they have to present something, they say, I'm sorry for my bad English. So they open their speech or they open their presentation with the words, I'm sorry for my bad English, or I'm sorry for my poor English. I'm sorry for my grammar. I'm sorry that my English is not perfect. If you are doing that, if you are apologizing for something that for, for you for something that you didn't do anything wrong, right? Then I want you to avoid doing that. One is because if you are apologizing because for no reason at all, because your English is bad. That shows that you lack self-confidence and it sets the stage for the audience. So when they hear you apologizing for your bad English, they, they may think, 
oh, okay, this person is not very confident with herself. She's not confident. So, you know, it takes the energy down. But you want, when you are presenting, you want the energy to go up. So when you are starting off by apologizing, it takes the energy down. And I know the reason why many of you apologize for your bad English at the beginning of a presentation is because you were afraid of being judged. So you are setting the expectation for them so that they don't suddenly be surprised that you have bad English, right? That's the reason why you're apologizing. But just forget about it and just go through your presentation confidently. It's okay if your English is not perfect. People are not really judging you. They may judge you, but you know, it's up to them. At least you are doing your best and you remain confident with your message. So what's important is your message. You don't need to apologize. You don't need to say sorry if you haven't done anything wrong, okay? And I noticed that many people, sometimes we just apologize for no reason, like sorry for calling you, sorry for sending you this email. It's not necessary. If you haven't made a mistake, don't say sorry. Don't say sorry for your bad English. Okay. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be offended if you make a grammar mistake, right? So it's fine. Just go ahead with it without the apologies. Number two, speaking too fast. So what you should avoid is speaking too fast when you speak English. So there are three reasons why we may speak too fast. One, we are very nervous. We have run out of, we are not breathing and we tend to speak very fast. And then another reason that we hear our students say is that they, um, they don't want people to notice their grammar mistakes. Another reason is they want to get, they want to get their words out as fast as they can. All right. Oh, did I not share the slides just now? I did, right? Okay, anyway. So they're speaking too fast. And the way that you can control yourself from speaking too fast is one, take a deep breath. So if you speak too fast because you are nervous, take a deep breath and then just let it out. Look at your audience. Remember, the reason why you are speaking is you want your people to understand you, right? So if you're speaking too fast, then they may not catch what you want to say. And the whole point of you speaking is non-existent anymore, right? So try not to speak too fast, speak slowly. Uh, and then another, another way that, another tip that you can avoid from speaking too fast is to remember your message. What is the message that you want people to understand? What is the message that you want to convey? And if they look lost or they look, the, your audience looks like they're not listening to you, then maybe you need to slow down. Again, take a deep breath, look at them in the eye and then speak slowly pronounce each word clearly, right? Emphasize important words or important phrases that will help you to speak more slowly. All right, Surya says, what you said, like my Russian boss said, never say sorry for a mistake that you did not do. Okay, that's great. Thanks for sharing. Right, uh, number three rambling so what is rambling rambling is when you are talking a lot okay talking a lot is fine but you are talking too much that you lose your point you don't have a point you are going from one point to another you are just explaining too much about something that's really not related to that point you are going up here down there across the road 
that is what rambling is about. You're not getting your point across. Okay? So what do you do if to avoid rambling? Now, you may not even realize that you are rambling. But I have a friend. She loves to talk a lot. And I love this friend of mine. She's a good friend of mine. But she talks too much to the point where people get bored. People want to avoid her because she talks too much. And to avoid rambling is you have to use a framework. So when we are in, uh, in our course, Communicate with Confidence, we teach our students this framework called the PREP. So it's called the PREP framework. So P is for the point. R is for the reason. E is for example. And the last P is your point again. So when you are trying to elaborate on something, you use that prep framework. So you elaborate what your point is, you give the reason for it that's related to that point, and you give an example. So an example could be a story, an example could be um, an example itself, right? So explanation, the elaboration part, where you're sharing a story or you're sharing an example, and then P is you're going back to the point. So you are closing up with a nice ribbon. So you have one story. And then if you have another point, then you apply prep on that other point. So you're not all over the place where people can get lost with what you want to say, right? I know some people where they're talking too much and then they're afraid that people don't understand that they start talking about other points, or a point here, a point there. But the audience are just confused. They're like, what was her point? What was his point? I've lost the point now because he went from one point to another. He was trying to, she was trying to explain this point, but she went to this example and they get lost. So that is rambling when you are talking too much, but your points are not, they're not in any sequence. They're all over the place. So try to avoid that if you do ramble. Okay, another thing that you should avoid when you speak English is mumbling. Okay, so maybe you don't ramble, but you mumble. So what is mumble? Mumbling is like when you are speaking like this and um, nobody can hear you. Uh, I just want to say something and um, I hope you're enjoying my Facebook live. That is mumbling. Did you hear what I was saying? Probably not, right? You have probably had to increase the volume of your phone. So mumbling is, you're not talking loud enough and people can't hear you, right? And then how would you know if you were a mumbler? Maybe you don't even realize that you're a mumbler, right? If you were the type of person when you talk and the people are always asking you, what did you say? Can you repeat that? What do you mean? I don't understand. I can't hear you. Right? If you always get those kinds of comments from people, it may be because you are mumbling. You're not speaking clear enough. And another sign that, uh, that you are mumbling is that you may be more passive. Right? You don't like to speak up for yourself or maybe you're afraid of someone that you're speaking to and you don't want to sound um, too aggressive in front of them, for example. So there are three types of assertiveness. Right, So there is the passive. So passive people usually mumble, not all the time, but mumbling is a sign that you are a passive person. Uh, and then you have the assertive people. So assertive people, they tend to speak clearer. They have a louder voice, but it's not too loud. And they like to use different pictures. They like to use loud voice or high pitch to, to emphasize certain points. And maybe they want to bring the mood down and they take their pictures lower. So those are more assertive people. Whereas aggressive people, they're shouting all the time so i want you to think do you mumble if you do 
try to speak more like an assertive person, speak with a louder voice. If you have important points to say, emphasize those words and pronounce them, enunciate them clearly, right? That's a way that you can avoid mumbling. Uh, Faisal has shared, has shared something. He says, let me see, let me just show it here. I, was one, I once had an interview and one of the interviewers asked me in English and expected me to respond in English. In normal circumstances, I have no problem to respond. But during that time, I was blank. Keep telling and elaborate the same thing. What should I do? So if you go blank, right? If you go blank, if somebody has a question for you in English and you go blank, quickly think of the prep framework. What is my point, right? The point doesn't have to be perfect. Just say the first thing that comes to mind, right? Because if you let yourself go blank for too long, then it gets awkward and then you get nervous and you start sweating. I don't know if you start sweating, but I'm just making an analogy here where you, you, you panic because you've gone blank. So quickly think of a point. It doesn't have to be a perfect point. Just think of a point that comes to mind. Give a reason for it. Elaborate on that point and then just... Uh, reiterate the point go back to the point so that you have a complete point that you finished on okay and it's okay if it's not perfect especially in interviews when you're on the spot it's not easy but just remember it doesn't have to be perfect so use that prep framework that i talked about just now okay number five the fifth thing that you should avoid when you speak english is using too many ums Okay, now I'm the kind of person who I'm not against using ums. I noticed that I use ums as, as well, but using too many ums and when your um is too loud, then that can be distracting to people. Okay, so if I watch, if I watch my Facebook live again, I'll probably notice I use ums as well, but not to the point where it distracts you. If you use a lot of ums, if you sound like this, six things. Um, to avoid, uh, to avoid doing uh, when um, you speak English. Now, that's just too much. Too many ums in one sentence, and the ums are too loud and too long. Okay? If you want to say um, just say um. Don't say um. That's just too long. And another tip to avoid using too many ums is just to keep quiet. So six things to avoid doing when you speak English, right? You may feel like you want to say six things um, to avoid doing um, when speaking English. It's okay to just keep quiet. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to, you have to come out with a noise to fill up that gap, that silence, right? It's fine to have a bit of silence. And when there's a bit of silence, people tend to listen to you better because you're emphasizing on that phrase. So try to avoid using too many ums. It's okay if you want to use it a little bit here and there, but too much, if you notice that you're using it too much, just keep quiet when you feel like saying, um, just close your mouth instead of letting your voice come out. Karinesa says she, she uses too many ums. She, uh, she wishes she could avoid that. Yes, I hope you use my tip, right? If you notice yourself when you're speaking that you're saying um too much, just close your mouth, shut your lips. <laughs> And then just keep quiet and just continue what you're going to say. Okay? So that's about using too many ums. 
And then we have the last tip, which is using the same filler words too many times. So this is similar to uh, using a lot of ums. Uh, some people, they don't want to use ums, but they use like a word like essentially, or they use a word like basically. Now it's fine to use those words, but when you're using it too many times, it can be distracting for people as well. So I know this one person, she loved to use the word essentially, okay? So she would talk about something, she would present something, and she would say, um, the six things to avoid doing when you speak English, essentially is using the same, avoid using the same filler words too many times. Essentially, um, you know, uh, you should be using other words other than essentially. For example, I can't really think of what she said, but I'm just giving an example here that she used the word essentially too many times. She would use the word essentially for every single sentence. She wanted to link one sentence to another, or she wanted to link idea, one idea to another, and she would use the word essentially all the time. To the point where I was like, counting in my head, like how many times she used the word essentially, and I lost track of what she was saying. I wasn't paying attention to what she was saying. I was just paying attention to the number of times she said the word essentially, okay? Was it my fault? Probably I should have been paying better attention, but I'm just telling you that if you use the same filler words so many times, it can be distracting for people, right? You have a message to share, but people are, are distracted with the number of times you say that word essentially. So think of the words that you like to use, okay? And if you notice that you're using that word so many times at one time, mix it up, right? So usually these are words, these words are called filler words or you use them to link one sentence to another or one idea to another. So you can look up linking words. So they are essentially is a linking word. So you wanna link sentences together Google or search online uh, linking words other than essentially. So you could use basically, you can use, uh, to, if you want to mean something else, you could say alternatively or most importantly. So those are different types of uh, linking words that you can use other than the word that you always use. So mix it up, okay? And sometimes if you don't know what to say, again, just keep it quiet. Stop using that same word again and again and again because it may be distracting for people. So Noraini says normally. Yeah, you could use normally, right? But make sure that the linking words that you use make sense with the sentence, right? So linking words, they, they have their own roles to play. So maybe it's essentially, basically, importantly, um, even words like however, but. So these are linking words. Okay, so those are my six tips. Let's go through it again. Oh, I just want to share my own, the words that I use a lot. Uh, I like to, okay, I don't like to. If you, if you are not sure which things that you do, which may be annoying or which things you should avoid, you don't know how you sound like when you speak English, it's good to record yourself or ask a friend to record you when you are presenting so that you can see how you can improve yourself. So what I do is I don't normally like doing it, but I will watch my Facebook live sessions again. 
And it's not that I love listening to myself. I actually don't like listening to myself. I don't like listening to my voice. I don't like seeing myself. But I do it because I want to improve. I want to be a better speaker. I want to be a better teacher to you guys. So I actually watch these videos again. And then I pinpoint the parts where I can, what, what parts I can improve on. So I noticed that I used to like to say the words, uh, the word like a lot, right? And then I thought, okay, I've got to stop saying like so much. Like, I have a friend who would count her lecturers filler words, like, like, okay? Just try not to say like so much. And um, that's me. That, that was for me. Another thing is I would notice that I tend to look up or look to the side too much. So I try to avoid doing that. I try to look to the camera so much. And yeah, those are the kinds of things that I noticed that I make. So I want you to try doing that. Try watching yourself speaking in English or presenting in English. You could record yourself or you could ask a friend to record you when you're doing a presentation so then you can see how you can improve. Okay, it may not be fun to watch ourselves. I understand that. But sometimes if it's important for you to improve, you need to know which parts that can be improved, right? To improve, you need to know which parts that need to be improved. So that's how I do it. I just watch myself again. Okay, so let's summarize our six tips. Six things to avoid, not tips, six things to avoid doing when you speak English. Number one, avoid apologizing for your bad English. If you've not made a mistake, you don't need to apologize, right? It's not just apologizing for your bad English. We get emails like, we also get emails from students that like, I apologize for uh, my bad English, apologize for my grammar, or I apologize for emailing you. It's okay, you can email us anytime, right? Apologize for calling you. I so I'm sorry for calling you. It's fine, you can call me. Unless I told you not to call me, then, then maybe you, you, need, you do need to apologize, right? Number two, speaking too fast. So avoid speaking too fast. If you speak too fast, take a deep breath. Look at your audience. Remember your message. What is the goal of you speaking? And speak slowly. Number three, rambling. So if you tend to ramble, talk too much, you can look at the, your audience. Do they, do they look bored? Are they looking at their watch? You know, if if they do look bored, then get to your point quickly. If they look confused, get to your point quickly. You don't need to elaborate even more. And you can ask them, do you understand what I mean? Or do you get it? And you can use that prep framework that I talked about, which is the point, reason, example, or elaboration, and point. Number four, mumbling. So you're not speaking loud enough. People can't hear you. If people are always asking you, what did you say? Can you repeat that? I didn't hear you. If people are asking you that all the time, then it may be because you are mumbling. So speak with a louder voice, right? Maybe if you speak like this, take it up a bit. It may be, you, it may feel uncomfortable at first, but once you are used to doing it, it will come naturally. It'll be, become easier for you to speak with a louder voice. So for me, naturally, I have a soft voice. And it used to be very tiring for me to speak with a louder voice, but the more that I do it, the easier it becomes. And another tip is to pretend that you are talking uh, in a restaurant where you have to speak a bit louder, right? In a noisy restaurant, especially. Number five, using too many ums. 
So it's okay to use some ums. It sounds natural when you sound when you use ums, but using too much of it can be distracting to the people who listen to you, especially if your ums are extra long or extra extra loud, like um, six things to um, avoid. If you want to say um, keep it low and keep it short. Um, six things um, to avoid, <laughs> for example. Ainisha is, says, take take long time to think before you speak. If it takes a long time to think before you speak, just think of the main point that you want to share. Don't let it go on for too long where you're too where you are silent for too long. And just remember, there is no such thing as a perfect situation. Number six, using the same filler words too many times. So if you tend to use one filler word all the time, mix it up, look for different linking words that you can use. If you are a student, one of our students in Members Monthly, uh, we do share, we've shared like linking words for writing and also can be used for speaking. So that it sounds like you have a variety of filler words or a variety of linking words between each idea that you want to share or between each a sentence that you want to share. Okay, so that's all from me for today. Uh, thanks for joining me. It's been fun. I like, re like reading your comments as well. And if you're not on our email list yet, go to myenglishmatters.com, sign up with your name and your email address. And once you sign up, you'll get emails from us. You'll get seven tips to help you speak with confidence. Uh, there are videos which are sent to your email. And then after that, you will get weekly tips, weekly emails from us every Thursday. So thanks so much for joining me. And Selamat Hari Raya. If you are celebrating Hari Raya, Selamat Hari Raya. If you're not, happy holidays. Um, it's a bit sad that we can't really go out for, the, for Raya and meet our friends and family. But, you know, if that's your situation, do a Zoom call with them or do a video call with them. Okay, so thanks so much for joining me. I hope to see you after Raya. Uh, we haven't decided yet whether we want to do a Facebook Live after Raya, but we'll let you know. So join our email list. And that's where we notify uh, you about our online courses and any updates. Like if we have a Facebook Live, we sometimes announce it in email as well. So all the fun is at myenglishmatters.com. Thank you, Noraini. Selamat Hari Raya. Happy Eid, Eid Mubarak to all of you. And Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't yet. Now, if you'd like to learn even more with us, we have a free training called Speaking with Confidence, where we send seven tips to your email. You'll also get weekly emails with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. Join us at myenglishmatters.com.